Uh, and you listening to the, this is Walker Hunter. Walker Hunter. Walker Hunter, thank you so much for coming. Uh, chef owner, Burn Street Bistro. Yep. Um, also, uh, award winning. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks. You and Ron. It's pretty yep. great. Um, also, uh, lead most, singer most, of, most voted for chefs. Most voted for chefs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Perfect. Also, lead singer of Missoula's Total Combined Weight. Yes. Not award winning. Uh, not add. yet. Well, no, you guys got that belt. Oh, that's remember? true. Yeah. Okay, Marty gave us an award. Yeah, you guys award got an award. That's kind of like your mom giving you an award, no, but that's fine. That was more yeah. like a prize. It's a really cool oh, belt, oh, either way. Who has that? Uh, it's it's hanging up down in the practice space right now. It's legit. Marty Marty tasked us with handing it off to each other, like at each person's birthday. But I don't think any of us know anyone else's birthday in the band. <laughs> I think Jason's Good. is in January. I'm not sure Alex Key was born. I think he might have been like made in a lab. Yeah, yeah, in a tube. You four yeah. dudes, I don't really imagine being big on your own birthdays. Yeah, I think we'd like to use them as convenient excuses to be exceptionally selfish for that day. Yeah. More so than usual. Yeah, like my wife will be like, "What do you want to do for your birthday? Be left alone." I want to go to Yeah, no, it does not work. Suddenly, I'm in trouble on my birthday. Everybody thinks a birthday is important. Birthday's not important. No, that's hard. I'm not important. Birthdays. Uh, I hate. Actually, I hate other people's birthdays just as much as I hate mine. uh, It's over. I think Facebook maybe has ruined birthdays for me. When's your birthday, Jamie? I don't care. See, yeah, I could look it up. No, I don't want to know. Yeah. (laughs) You oh, could, you could look it up. Well, and how many people... Is it today? Because I would lo- feel bad if it was t- today. today <laughs> oh, by the way, I am now 80. <sighs> so You have certainly day. found a crappy way to spend Fuck. your birthday. Uh, but, so, Walker, you uh, you have been working in kitchens for a long time. Yeah. Uh, like, would you say that your interest... It seems like now, to sort of the millennial generation, there's a whole bunch of new people interested in food because of its place in pop culture in the last... 15 years yeah no I mean when I started like celebrity chef wasn't a thing I mean there was you know Paul Prudhomme um there was Julia you know that was but it was like these were people who were yeah they were but they were they were doing the thing they were cooking they were you know they were doing a lot of self-promotion and putting their their name on product and stuff but um you know back then I was I started cooking when I was I was like a week short of my 15th birthday um was this New Hampshire yeah New Hampshire really small town uh, there were pretty much two places you could get a job. That was uh, the gas station and Steve's diner restaurant. Uh, and, well, the the gas station smelled like feces perpetually. <laughs> like, like the gas odors Great. were the best thing going on over there. And <laughs> I kind of felt like, uh, you know, the choice between that and a place where there were um, bus girls. Yeah. Okay. Seemed like a pretty easy choice. That was the way yep. to make a decision. I mean, I was coming up on 15. I pretty much had uh, my eye on the prize of... Losing my virginity, and <laughs> I would have rather not do it with somebody behind some gas pumps or in a room smelling of fecal matter. But uh, because everyone loses their virginity at work, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Uh, so then, what kept you in it, though? Um, well, you know, it was lack of other options uh, to a large extent. I I never wanted to be a cook, to be honest with you. I mean, that was back then. You know, like you said, there weren't. It wasn't involved in pop culture like that. It was pretty much in my town, like for the dudes who didn't have the sand to bang nails through the winter. Yeah, uh, you know, so I'd go to the kitchen, or you know, pretty much everyone there, like all the all the the working men, knew how to cook well enough that if their real job fell through, they could you know go to one of the restaurants yeah. and uh, at least sling fries for for a while. Uh, so it was pretty far from glamorous, and it was incredibly hard. 
really? back then. I mean, I, I don't know if what we do now is easier, uh, if I've just been doing it for long enough that it feels that way. But I mean, it was, I can remember the first summer of working that line, just 110 degrees, 350 covers a night, three guys on the line, me having my head way up my ass, uh, and just going home feeling like I was a failure every night, kitchen nightmares every night. Like, like I wouldn't sleep for more than half an hour before I'd hear that ticket printer. I could still hear it. Just going off in my head. I mean, it was, it was, it was something short of traumatic. Was this like one of those diners? Because like growing up on the East Coast, I have nostalgia for the the sort of diners where the menu is like ten pages long and like this was like this was like five pages long. And they at the time I started working there, I think they'd rebranded themselves as Steve's Restaurant, and they were kind of stretching towards like family style fine-ish dining. But I mean, it was still a long ways to go. No, that's not to like knock the place at all. Like I said, it was hard as hell work, and those guys were some good damn line cooks. Yeah, you know, no chef's hat in the place, but like they could sling it and and just turn around and do it again. Well, in those places you always have, I mean, the diners I'm thinking of, like you always have also a guy who's working a giant flat top yep. and he's the only one doing it. Yep. And there's like 60 people in the restaurant and you're, I, how, how the it's fuck amazing. is that guy keeping See, this place was like 100 shit. people in the restaurant. I was the one guy on the flat top. It was a six foot flat top. and then, oh, But then there was another guy on <laughs> Expo Grill, another guy on Fries. It was... It was gnarly, but yeah, I kept going with it just because it was, you know, it was the only thing I knew how to do that people would pay me for. Yeah. I went on and got two degrees in English, um, and came out the other side of that and turned out no one really wanted to pay me to write a short story. Right. And cause you got a master's mm-hmm. in creative writing. Yep. And did you come to Montana to do that? I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to imagine, I mean, at what point, cause you were working at Pearl Cafe, which mm-hmm. is a fine dining French awesome. restaurant in town. Yeah. And, uh, at what point were you sort of like, all right, writing, I'm good at this, I'm, I'm good at cooking also, and this one is paying the bills? You know, for me, it was kind of, at that point, I was also teaching at the university, and, you know, I'd had a really good experience doing that. Um, I, well, I guess I, I can say that I had kind of, I had a mixed experience. The actual teaching experience was phenomenal. Yeah. I loved working with the students. Um, you know, I, I felt like I could really connect with them. I was still pretty young at that time, so yeah. uh, I felt like I could... I could get to them, they could get to me. There was a classroom experience, yeah. you know, that, that I found when I went to school with just certain teachers, you know. We've all been to college, there's a lot of phoning in going on there, but, uh, like, I felt like that classroom experience was legitimate there, and it was, it was really enjoyable, but then, so I, I graduated and, and started working at Pearl and, and kind of had this, this notion that I could do both and do both well, because one would be more of the intellectual expression yeah. and you know the other would be creative but um but you know also just hands-on work work uh and i didn't really find that to be the case i kind of felt like it was you know i know it works for some people but for me it was just like i was dividing my time and attention and uh, and energies between two things and not doing either of them very well i was also a pretty crappy cook at that point uh pearl was hugely patient <laughs> with with me uh, when I was when I was getting started there, um, you know, I mean, I cooked a lot. I was fast on the line. Yeah. I, you know, I cared, but I didn't, I didn't have the, the chops really <laughs> to be working at Pearl Cafe. Right. Um, and how long were you there? Seven years. Seven wow. years. And that's uh, and that's really where you know under her under Ryan Smith and uh, uh, Mark Shevlin, who was working there at the time. I mean, really, everyone who was working there, they just you know just kept learning from them. I mean, 
there 40 hours a week, seven years, if you don't get better, I don't, I don't know what you're doing there. Totally. Uh, and that's also a place where, like, discerning diners, if mm-hmm. you fuck up, you're going to hear about it. Absolutely. Uh, no, the only thing harder than cooking for people in fine dining is cooking eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, you're in the right room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's particular. It's amazing. There's a thousand ways to cook an egg. And you can trick somebody into believing their steak is cooked right. But, yeah. you know, if you're... Whites are runny. Oh, no. If your yolks are overcooked or undercooked, as to how you described it. And, you know, it costs a a dollar. Yeah. Pay $37 for a steak and look at it and be like, well, the lighting's low and the sauce is dark. I guess that's how I wanted it. But uh, but eggs, it's like first thing in the morning, you're going to see those back every time. What, uh, so you guys opened Burn Street Bistro when? Coming up on five years. Five years. And how, I mean, that's got to be a scary thing. I mean, the, the restaurant industry is like notoriously, opening a restaurant is notoriously a bad idea. Yeah, what is it, like 75% fail in the first of years? And I don't yeah. know, I mean, I don't know how that Also, like, what does that, what does that mean? What like, does that mean? You know, New York City is very different than here. Totally. I mean, you see, you see a lot of restaurants really manage to, like, scramble and keep it going here. Right. And then some don't, you know. It's well, because even a, a a successful restaurant here has to scramble at certain times of year, right? Yeah, no, I mean, like the the kind of old adage is like if you're doing everything right, you're turning ten percent profit. And there's so much that can go wrong. Everything spoils, you know. Everybody calls in sick, or you know, uh, is, is hungover, or you know, I don't mean everybody and everything, but you know, there's a, there's always an X factor. You know, I look at like my friends in town that have started t-shirt shops, and I'm like. So you're smart. You know, I look at uh, <laughs> the guys from Black Coffee, and I'm like, yeah, okay. You you knew something going in right? about a, about a business, you know? <laughs> Again, I only started a restaurant because I didn't, I didn't know how to do fuck all else. Uh, <laughs> and you started a restaurant in probably the worst location for a restaurant. We tried to scout worse ones, but we, you know, <laughs> they weren't zoned right. You know, is there anything in the middle of the tracks? Yeah. Is there anything where the is train there any, runs? Any place where we will actually get run over? Yeah. When people yes. ask me, like when I used to guide fishing trips, and people are like, where, where, where should we get lunch tomorrow before our flight out? And I'd be like, oh, you guys should go to Burn Street. Like, how do we get there? I'm like, oh, uh, get your phone out. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. smartphone. <laughs> Oh, and even right. the phone for a long time was sending them to uh, Scotty's table. Well, then so, probably half the time people get to the restaurant and they're like, where the fuck is the restaurant? Yep. It can't be over here. Yeah. This is wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's worked out, though. It's fucking it's the neighborhood. Out. It's the neighborhood restaurant. And I think that we, we discuss that constantly, that we need to go back to that. To having neighborhood restaurants. Yeah, yeah we need to go back to grocery stores, neighborhood restaurants, neighborhood, like, anything. It would be cool to, to not have to, if Missoula, and I think it's going this way, but where each sort of neighborhood is more autonomous. Where, like, if you live on the west side, you could go a week without leaving the west side. Yep. And not, like, starve yeah. to death. And, and I think it is. You know, that's yeah. kind of the spot on the table, the, you know, the spot on the roulette table that we put our chips uh, was that, you know, we looked a lot to trends that were going on in other cities, yeah. uh, you know, especially Portland and Seattle. Because they're kind of the, the closest corollary, um, you know, to a to a kind of um, funhouse mirror uh, extent, Spokane. Uh, but you know, this feeling that that this was a neighborhood that was up and coming, that had challenges, but had you know needs, demands, and you know, to be frank, money. Uh, not a lot of money, door to door, but you know that that it was a spot, and also that there was you know, there were some things not being tended to in the food scene. That, yeah that we could maybe bring people from outside the neighborhood into it. Maybe make people 
aware that the neighborhood is there. Yeah, totally. I mean, there are people that have lived in this town their whole damn lives and have never actually really ventured into the, uh, you know, the, the deep west. Yeah. The deep west. The, the dirty is. poet streets. No, it's a... <laughs> That's right. Uh, I it, if it's a choice because I've lived on Cooper Street for most of oh, all of the, all the time you guys have been open and before that, uh, if my choice is pizza or uh, Hoagieville, I I will easily walk to Burn Street. Yeah, it's right there. It's good. I don't have to worry. I don't have to like know like oh, I wonder who's working. Wonder who's working. It yeah. might be okay. And it I mean, and, okay. and to be fair, like you know, we've been we've been knocked before. And I don't even, I don't even really take this as a knock, to be honest with you. You know, for having a certain level of inconsistency because we do different shit all the time. And so, like sometimes, I mean, I like to think that we we hit it every time. We believe it, but you know, when you're doing, you know, there there are points where we're doing thirty plus new items a week. Yeah. Like sometimes the combination of. Um, the concept and the execution, they don't mesh or, you know, sometimes somebody's off or yeah. sometimes we're just getting our asses kicked, you know, but, it's but, a good problem to have, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's <coughs> well, and the thing, I mean, there are definitely, I Carly, my wife and I've been to so many freaking brunches and there have definitely been some where I was like, oh man, this like Cambodian fish broth soup. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but you know what I discovered is that uh, I don't like fish broth soup, uh, but I also got to have it. Yeah. And that, there's That's something business. to be said for yeah. that. And I know yep. that can't be like a business model. Like, we're going to introduce people to obscure things. If, all, there's, <laughs> if there's one thing I'm not going to give advice on, it's business models, you know. <laughs> it's the all gator lunch. Yeah. But it's really cool <laughs> to be able to try different stuff in a town like Missoula. Because yeah. that's something yeah. that we totally don't have. Well, it's cool on, on both angles, too. You know, we've had a lot of great chefs roll through there yeah. uh, over the years. You know, uh, guys from Redbird, guys uh, from um, Cafe Dolce, yeah. uh, you, you know, guys who came up out of the, the dish pit who just turned into awesome outside-the-box thinkers. And you know, to, give, to give cooks who want a chance to really give a shit about what they do and yeah. have control over it, the voice. I mean, everyone, everyone gets an equal voice. I mean, you know, I tell our dishwashers, if you want to, if you want to come down to the menu meeting, you're always welcome. We get together every Sunday and plan menu for the week. Yeah. Um, you know, like same fight club. You don't have to like fight the first time you show up. You can just sit there and listen if you want, <laughs> right. drink a beer and, uh, and we can, and we can talk about things, but it is, you know, it's, it, it's an education of sorts for yeah. some. It's a, an expression of, of creativity and experience for others. I, uh, my first, I will never forget my, my first meal at Burn Street. I love this story. This is, so I, I was, tell the story to other people. I, I was like pretty, I was pretty, I had a big night the night before and me and Carly were like, well, let's walk over to Burn Street. And it felt really cool to go in that place and be like, this is a neighborhood restaurant. It's awesome. And you guys just, you didn't have that many things on the menu. And I think there were breakfast tacos and they were fucking awesome. Uh, and I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, man. And I just started fucking crying. I started crying, <laughs> eating this breakfast taco. And Carly was like, what? What? What is going on with you? I, like, I just think this is great. This is just fucking great. Oh, it's a religious experience. Just, oh, totally. But I think it's, it's just awesome. I don't know. That place. And I think people who frequent that place, I can think of a few people, there's a certain amount of, like, ownership of it now. Where Absolutely. you feel 
like this is my spot and I care about it and you know and that's like the, if we can foster especially now if we can foster more of that shit absolutely yeah, that's so important and, uh, I had the my first burger there the first time I went there I had the burger with the added maple bacon and uh, it was with Bridget and uh, I ordered a second one <laughs> and skipped the fries I just I don't need the fries the second time but I'm gonna do another burger and I forget I know I knew the person who I ordered it from and they like they had the head shake head nod sim- simultaneously of like that's disgusting <laughs> but but yes it's really good I wondered about the maple because I remember when you guys opened everyone fucking talked about the maple bacon there's no, All the there's time. no maple in it. And I was wondering, I was wondering, I was wondering, yeah, like, I wonder uh, if the chefs there are like, uh... It's, it's candied bacon, to be fair. I just oh, don't, candied as, bacon. As, yeah, as yeah, a, yeah, sorry. As a, as a New Hampshire native who does still get all of his uh, maple syrup uh, trucked in here from yeah, you do. one of his friends uh, back there, uh, I would I'd be loath to advertise something as maple that is not truly maple. True. Um, but, but, you know, moot point to most. Uh, uh, no, that's important. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, like... Yeah. If I never have another piece of candied bacon in my life, I'll be just fine with that. Yeah. Um, but that's uh. that's not what it's there for. You know, it's it's one of those things like, I mean, you know, you hear about bands and they get like a song that's really popular and then they're all whiny about playing it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to play that song. Yeah. Like, please don't want to play Roxanne anymore. Yeah. You don't want to have candied bacon anymore. I could understand that just from the standpoint of like, if it's that consistent too. Right. Like you're not getting... You're not getting like a, well. Oh, this this year is so much better. And, than and last year. to be yeah, to be fair, uh, it's a little different with the, the music because like uh, the guy who wrote it probably still has to actually play it. You oh, know? they do. Yeah. I just have oh, to have yeah. it on the menu. No, I don't. I don't. You when don't was the last time it. I made a sheet pan of candied bacon? I mean, I'm not like trying to sound <laughs> like the the guy who's just sitting up in the office, just like you know writing Bit. reviews or whatever. Yeah. But uh, more candied bacon. More please. candied bacon. <laughs> but uh, man, that Walker loves candied bacon. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's like one of those things that we, when you make something and people get excited about it and they like it. I mean, candied bacon is something that I was making since back when I was working at Red Hook. You know, first uh-huh. figured out the the trick, and you know, yeah, it's putting my kids through college now, and uh, and and that's and that's great. But also, like, people like it; they get excited about yeah. it. So cool, make more candied bacon. Uh, Play Roxanne other, again. The other thing you guys tackle, which is a a feat, is barbecue. Mm. Yeah. Holy shit. It doesn't suck. Oh, it's it's so good. Uh, you guys also cater bar- barbecue, which is catering's an art. It catering's is. an art form that if you don't have it, if you don't, if you can't, like, let's say the failure rate of restaurants is so high, the failure rate of caterers should be higher, but because there's only some. Yeah, and and I think also because like it, it's one of those one of those things where it is it is an art as far as execution goes, but like the money in it is mm. way cleaner. You know how many people you're going to have. Oh, They're all yes. going to get the same thing. Um, you know, you only have to get employees down there for a certain amount of time. Like the X factors of like, is anyone going to show up today? No, it's gone. Yeah. They aren't, they aren't there. Uh, right. You're paid up front. Oh, that's great. You know, that's, you know, so it, it makes a lot of sense in those ways, but the, the, the challenge to it is really for us. It's a matter of limitation. Uh, and that's like both the limitations of the situation, the limitations of what we can do, and the limitations of the menu, uh, and, or more limiting the menu. Really, uh, we've always maintained that we won't do stuff for catering that we can't do well. I don't do chicken breasts. I get asked about it probably twenty times a year. Ugh, I don't do yeah. I don't do no street one, fish. No one can cook chicken breasts well. No, 
I mean, I, I can yeah, cook you a great, I can cook you a great chicken breast right here. Yeah. You know, on your on your stove, I can do that. One, maybe probably three. You mm-hmm. know, uh, give me a grill, and I could probably cook a dozen at a time. Well. Um, but if it's going to sit in a steam table, if it's yeah, going to have to be transported yeah. from point A to point B, like absolutely not, you know, fish, no, we'll find ways around that. We'll do chicken thighs. We'll, you know, do a smoked salmon dip. We'll, you know, find ways to, to get those elements in there, but we're always going to be adjusting the menu to make sure that it works well, which is why, you know, barbecue is one of our mainstays. Uh, yeah. and that's that, you know, you cook it forever. Yeah. It holds great. It, you know, it, it's, it's meant to be cooked out in a field. Exactly. It's yeah. meant to be in a backyard. Yeah. And most of the sides are either, you know, good for hot hold or they're cold. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's a, and people love it. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's two kinds of people getting married in this town. Uh, and there's more of the kind that want barbecue. Yeah. It's every, every wedding has barbecue now. It's such a treat though. It's always oh, awesome. such a treat. Like it's like, I, again, would rather prime rib, that's like such a. That's like that happens at every other wedding. Mm-hmm. But but barbecue has a thing. Yeah. Like you're you're you get to experience it with people. It's it's like something you can actually talk about. Yeah. You talk about prime rib. You say oh, this is okay. And oh, this it's, one's really it's, good. It's this cooked. One's really... It's cooked right, or it isn't. <laughs> this cooked one's right. cooked. You know, like barbecue. Oh, this. Oh, is this Bird Street? Oh, this is really good. Yeah, and that's you know a lot of that comes to my my business partner uh, and our pit master Cameron. You know, I've, I've never, I don't even know how to turn on that barbecue. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't go near it. Uh, you know, like we work on the sides and stuff for that. Cause you know, he, that, that's always been his passion. Oh, uh, he kills it. He's so, so good. Good, man. So Those good. ribs. Yeah. I wish that they were available more often, to be honest. Well, but then it would be, then you, then you'd hate them after a while. Uh, They'd become your candied bacon. I think plus, plus they're one of those things that like it is, I mean, there, you can reheat it. It's still good. Yeah, totally. But yeah. like. At its best, it's coming off that smoker. It's hanging out for an hour, resting, and then it's getting sliced and eaten. Right. Like that's okay. that's that's another way that it works really well for for catering, is especially in you know, the evening gigs. Just get it going in the morning, yeah. send it out in the evening, and yeah. and it's the only it's reason I showed go. up to the Killing Frost barbecue, the Killing Frost party. <laughs> Social anxiety aside. Oh man, wait, Burn Street Barbecue? Yeah, I'll come by. I'll, I'll wear, check. I wear sunglasses. And it, literally, since it's my it's my backyard, yeah, you have to try too I, hard. We literally, Bridget and I went and got it and came back here and <laughs> ate it here. That's almost like <laughs> social stealing, is it? Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> oh, you're not participating. You're not participating in the main point. Nope. Yeah. Nope. 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 Just no, some slime. I'm, I'm participating in the main point for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go to this party and have takeout. Oh, so great. Uh, before we before we move on uh holiday season do you guys does burn street have any stuff that people can uh do any special dinner yeah we're doing our festivus dinner on the 23rd uh and that's going to be uh it's going to have i mean i will i will confess i have never watched the seinfeld festivus episode i will confess that i loathe seinfeld oh nice Uh, wow yeah like bold stance yeah i mean like if you had to ask me if you had to put me in a room and either put on friends or seinfeld for like a day straight, I'd flip a coin oh. and, and hate the coin for however it landed. Uh, which is odd because I really like Always Sunny in Philadelphia and I really do consider it just a cruel, mean-spirited version of Seinfeld. Totally. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. But, Same formula. But I just can't, I could never get into the, uh, just the, you know, the whole Seinfeld thing. Interesting about Seinfeld is that I, I still, if it is on, I will... Like it's like being swaddled in a warm blanket to yep. me. Like I just, it just is yeah. like a comfortable thing. I cannot recall 
laughing. Like, I don't think that it's funny. And I know yeah. it's going to fucking happen. I know I laughed when, it, like, if I saw it first. Yeah. But I don't laugh that now. That kind of, like, laughter, uh, yeah. Because I know it now. Like, I, could, I don't have to watch them. Like, dude, I know every single Great one of background them. background stuff. And I don't know if I like them anymore. Like, I don't put it on. Right. Like, I'm not like, oh, oh, it's disc three, season four. Let's check that episode out. I don't do that at all. But I can reference them in a second. But, no. And Friends, I'll probably actually watch Friends first. Really? Because there's a <laughs> moment of me... Well, there's a uh, moment of me feeling like I'm... Uh, maybe I just don't like New Yorkers. Probably. And actually, that's my problem. Even growing up in Montana and watching those two shows specifically and being confused. <laughs> what, why do they live like this? Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Like, what, first of all, why are they such dicks? Yeah. And like, and like wait, uh, roommates? And they're like such why? different kinds of dicks. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah, do like, they have roommates? Like, you guys are grown-ups. so much room out here. Why do they have roommates? <laughs> oh, turns out turns out each one of those roommates are paying $3,000 mm-hmm. to live in that amazing apartment but i i enjoy it and that's my favorite thing about seinfeld is he never had a roommate but everybody else was struggling so i always latched on to the idea of like and he's oh, he's he kind of he's kind of the nicest of the the lot right i mean kind of. but that that like yeah. betrays the underlying way bigger douchebag thing yes yes he's just kind of sitting there as like almost the straight man to everyone else is like chaotic and again like i've watched like three episodes yeah. you know oh, you, well you have the the formula yeah the, the, the formula's set yeah, no, it's uh, that's a weird one. Uh, we watch Friends a lot here because of the lady of the house. Like, if Friends is on, that'll all of a sudden the the remote gets broken in half, and we're watching it. <laughs> okay, great. I've seen this one. I know how this one goes. It's so obnoxious. Is it like, no one dies, right? <laughs> Still, no one dies. <laughs> no one dies. Does anybody die in this one? <laughs> I don't want to watch this one then. Oh, that's great. Um. <laughs> Sorry, holiday menu. Uh, yeah, so so it, it is going to have some of, uh, and I'm going I'm going to watch that. Like I'm probably going to watch it tonight because Jason keeps uh, busting my balls for not having watched it. Uh, well, Stiller is because... the best part of it. Like uh, that's the best part of not Ben. Uh, what's his uncle or oh, dad? Oh, J- Jerry. Jerry, sure. He's the best part of it. Oh, that like the cranky old character yeah, actor the, guy, the dad, because he's the one that it's the whole point of the episode is him having this fake holiday that really probably has nothing to do with Festivus Burn Street. Well, it's, it actually kind of is going to have some of it. Yeah. There are going to be elements of airing of grievances. Yeah. So airing of grievances, uh, competition of strength. Oh, yes. Um, Oh, Feats of strength. Feats Feats of of strength, which, which I believe doesn't somebody have to like wrestle the, like (laughs) the host of the house. See, I've, I've looked it up on, uh, on Wikipedia, uh, and actually, I found out some stuff about like the the writer for the one of the writers for the show who this was actually a thing in his family yes, that yes. he that he brought to the table for this. Um, now, f- forewarned, forearmed, um, someone is going to have to wrestle Jason McMacken to that's the ground. Why, oh. for, See, that's why I don't think the episode before everyone funny. can leave. So I don't, I don't think the episode's funny anymore. But I think the idea of Jason McMacken being the guy. Well, obviously, this is going to be the greatest event ever. Yeah. If the part, the way to do that, I know what I would do, is if you just sit there and continue to urge Jason to drink, mm-hmm. eventually he will fall asleep where he's sitting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you make your move. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. that's good. I will say, I've seen that go wrong for people before. Uh, but Jackson, Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Side, side note. Anyways, we, we don't, we don't, we don't. Talk trash about uh, local entrepreneurs, right? No, so, uh, no, we, we, <laughs> even whether no, your business partner, no, him, friend. yes, he's okay. We can do that to him. Uh, but so yeah, uh, so there, there are going to be some of those elements to it. Will it's going to be, be a big fun party. Yes, there is, and so that was. 
<laughs> well, that was that's part of the challenge. So I looked it up and I was like, you know, like what? So what is like a Festivus feast? And there's like really almost nothing in the episode aside from like a like some kind of like pink meatloaf. Um, it was some kind of like uh-huh. loaf thing. So that got me started thinking about. Uh, you know, doing like also like we still want it to be like a, a nice dinner yeah, and yeah. an enjoyable holiday feeling kind of dinner. So like that took me right to like country pate. So we're oh, gonna be doing oh, you know like yeah. oh, uh, that's so great. we're gonna take a swing at uh, you know something that that nobody in that kitchen has ever properly executed. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this now, so uh, you'll know if it comes out different. Why uh, is like pate and crute. So you know, pate cooked inside pastry with. You know, ornamental details that will come out there looking like oh. a handsome, like, loaf of pastry bread that you cut into, and there's oh, yeah. pink meatloaf inside. Um, awesome. Now, if it comes out and there is no pastry around it, turns out we weren't ready for that one, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that took me in, like, the kind of, the, the country French direction, so we're going to do that, we're going to do cassoulet, because... Come, you make good cassoulet, man. Come, oh, come wintertime, like, that's what I want, like, oh, give wow. me a... White bean stew with homemade sausages, oh, duck yeah, confit, man. and and just like five different kinds of meat in your bowl. We're gonna be serving it all family style because I think that's you know the most sincere sort towards the the goals of this event is mm-hmm. that there are gonna be big things of food coming out there and people are gonna be passing it around and passing plates and so fun. you know pass this pass 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 that and the other. Um, so yeah, those two things. We're gonna have a salad with um, Tucker Family Farms is putting out a Stilton. Awesome. Uh, soon mm. so that you know we're gonna have that in a salad um jason's working on some desserts i don't want to make any promises about yet but but he's he's swinging for the fences too uh, uh Escar- should... escargot really yep yeah we're doing escargot where do you get that uh we had to order it i tried to find pearl used to get it from there There was actually a local for a short period of time there was a a local producer of escargot what uh, someone around here was growing snails and they were really good like they were wow they were a step up from from getting them imported from France. Oh, in the uh, world of livestock, that's got to be a pretty cherry business. Well, and I I think that their problem, you know, and, and they they ended up stopping just because they couldn't find a market for yeah. it. But, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say nobody wants it. I did research and find that there's there's like one domestic producer on the West Coast. Their prices are way up there, oh, and yeah. I have no. I, I absolutely believe that they are selling as many as they can grow. So, you know, for those of you that are interested in that kind of stuff and do do weird shit in your backyard, yeah. um, I don't I don't know what it entails. Well, I'm about uh, to find out. That's yeah. For sure. But yeah. I mean, I really think it's that it's probably... one of those things that you can, I mean, you can, you know, you can shrink wrap that stuff, freeze it. Like that's how most of them are, oh, are really? sold. Yeah. yeah. Um, and certainly fresh. I mean, if you're telling me that you couldn't find, find some chefs and, Portland, Seattle, all the all the hot spots that want you to overnight ship them, Hellgate, right. mollusks, Hellgate oh, yeah. snails or whatever at a well, um, at a cherry rate, then you're yeah. uh, you don't know anything about mollusks. Montana mollusk company. Oh, I think we just. Oh man, I can't believe it. Well, we're too busy podcasting yeah, to no, start yeah. this business. Yeah. Uh, there is at at Walmart. <clears throat> I like to peruse the. Uh, canned meat section at walmart occasionally just to gross out the lady of the house uh there are a it's a plastic tube that is a foot and a half long and four inches wide in diameter and it has a can of uh snails in it and the bottom and and then the rest of the tube is filled with empty shells 
So you can... Wait, what? I would, I, I, oh, you can put the snails back in the shell, yeah, the shell. for presentation? And I haven't bought it yet because I want to know if they're actually real shells. I, my suspicion is that they're all exactly the same and, you know, like, printed huh. out of a plastic machine. But uh, How much is it? I think they were, like, 18 bucks for the That's can. For, it's, like, it's like a double-sized thing of tuna size. Yep. And, yep. Then, and then the top is just filled with empty shells. And someday... Fuck yeah, I'm gonna buy that. Yeah, and because because uh, I've had I've had snails maybe twice and they were good, so I want to know like is this is this just the worst thing on earth? They're you know they're like the thing about them is like they're they're textural and they're like a good vehicle for any flavors that for go well with and butter. that go yeah, well with yeah, dirt, yeah exactly you know that's uh, I have no idea what one actually tastes like by itself. Oh, I wish I would have thought if I would have thought about this. We tend to when we have a guest bring out all the items in the house that might have to do with that guest <laughs> for you it's two betty crocker cookbooks that's all i had uh but then i wish i would have thought of that i would have i would have invested in some, just some horrible snails straight maybe out maybe not horrible yeah uh that could go either way but well walmart's kind of crazy i have i honestly have not been in walmart in almost a decade now and it's not even for like political moral no. reasons is it because they just deliver to the restaurant <laughs> <laughs> Local meat, man. It all comes from right over there at Walmart. Uh, yeah. No, it's because like 10 years ago I was there. It was like early in the morning. Um, I was a little haggard, kind of similar to your experience with Burn Street, but it turned out way different. And um, I was, I just like bought my stuff. I was walking out and like all these people like walkie-talkies started running by me. And I got to the, like the front little foyer area and there was like this like skinny ropey dude and this like big biker looking dude oh, just like no. just they just had each other in a clinch and were just like just trying to foot it around in there and I I just walked up there and there were like a bunch of like a bunch of employees kind of standing around and the biker looking dude just looked at me and was like help me and so I just oh, like God. so I just like <laughs> Put down my groceries and tackled the other dude. Really? <laughs> oh, you got in? Yeah, I got in, and I, it was just because like I was standing there, I was really out of it, and somebody told me to do something, so I just did it, like not knowing if like who was whom, like what the yeah, situation yeah. was. And it turns out the the biker looking dude was the security guard um, or theft loss prevention yeah, he's the fa- manager. He's the, he's the hidden guy. Yeah, yeah and um, and the other guy was trying to make a beeline for the door with a shopping cart of like two TVs. Like, Whoa, like brazen uh, and so I like help wrestle this guy to the ground not thinking like shit he might have in his pockets about the fact that like like he was fighting and oh. like you know those skinny guys uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like at some point I was just like dude you gotta st-. I just kind of whispered in his ear I was like you've, you've gotta stop you're not making this any better <laughs> and uh, and he just kind of like just gave up and let him cuff him hauled him away then I turned around and they'd taken my groceries and put them on the cart with the TVs and had them back halfway across the store before I could like get to them and be like, no, this stuff is mine. No, that's my ramen. I didn't, I didn't even think to take one of the TVs too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't believe you weren't rewarded a TV from but Walmart. So, so then like I left and I'm like really like literally Amped. shaking, yeah. you know? And, uh, <laughs> because I, I also like didn't know if I felt very good about having done that. Like, Whose side I'm like, really you're on? You're kind of okay with the guy stealing the TV. Kind of okay yeah, with the guy yeah, stealing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not, but I, I'm no, I don't know. Like, I, I still, ten years later, haven't given it enough thought to really come to a conclusion on that one because I don't care for Walmart, but I also don't care for petty theft. You know? Yeah. So, but yeah. that guy probably worked at Walmart and couldn't afford a TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Turns out when people are talking about the man, talk about Walker. Yeah, that's me right here. Yeah, I would not have responded that way. I think I would have been like, what? what? Uh, oh, this this exit's closed? Oh, cool, I'll use the sorry. other one. <laughs> sorry. Well, you know, with hindsight, I might have, might have done the same thing. But, but no, so then uh, like I, I left and pulled out and there was like that ubiquitous guy on the corner there um yeah. you know, sparing for change and i just like gave him like i i don't i don't usually do that i donate money smart but you know that day it was just like i just gave him all my money it was yeah. only like seven bucks or whatever just gave it to him to kind of like level out my my karma for the day <laughs> Holy uh, shit. That's crazy. speaking of which that guy there's a guy on that's roams the mullen uh mullen and reserve corner that I have taken his picture and paid him to take his picture three times now, and he's always wearing the total combined weight. I've seen that picture. Shirt. No way. <laughs> and it was literally the first time I saw it was that weekend that those shirts came out. <laughs> and I was like, wow, was he at the show? Or did somebody go to the show, get the shirt, and immediately be like, here, man, I think you need a shirt. Because it was literally like Friday to Saturday. Well, we did throw those shirts into the crowd. That was... So it was I not, got one. I got one. Yeah. <laughs> was it was, it was not fest, like someone right? had to like go up to a counter and choose between a record and a shirt. It was... <laughs> I just... It was so unbelievable uh, screaming at Bridget to pull over. I got to take a picture of this guy. Why are you taking a picture of a homeless guy? Because those shirts are hours old. Yeah. <laughs> How did he already get it? Was he at the show? And then I've seen him multiple times. Like, I've taken the picture like he has a full beard now and with that shirt so it's just saying it's the greatest band in Missoula right. <laughs> this is what it comes down to best you know, barbecue every every, every now and then every, every now and then we're we're tackling you know the needy people since yeah. sometimes we're clothing them Bird you know the street is everywhere yeah it's all over the map <laughs> like <laughs> uh, so Burn Street is awesome at uh, supporting local growers you guys have lots of awesome local meat cheese uh, where do you personally grocery shop? Where do I personally grocery yeah. shop? Um, the Burn Street, Burn Street East Row. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that <laughs> the walk-in. Um, <laughs> Handfuls of handfuls no. I mean, of well, well. To be honest with you, that that is where I go for a lot of like the stuff that I'm excited about cooking. Yeah. Because you know when we have because you know, I'm I'm cooking at home for you know myself, my wife, and three kids who you know, who will eat a thimble full of whatever I make for them anyways and then tell me that they only eat pink fish or that this is yucky food or, you know, yeah. their kids are assholes. But, um, <laughs> you know, my wife and I are going to enjoy it. We, we have to eat too. So, you know, and that, that's when I'll usually go in there and get like, oh, okay, we got these local sweet potatoes. I'll just grab one, you know. But um, except for like where I actually shop around here, uh, you know, the co-op, I make it in there. That's obviously right next door to the, the bistro. Yeah. Um, and that's a great spot for... The stuff, you know, especially like it's it's a little bit more of a challenge if you're you got a list and you want to just check things off yeah. that list, get in and out. But if you want to enjoy cooking dinner, then you go in there and you look around and you make your list while you're walking around there. You know, you're like, oh, they got these Brussels sprouts. Like, like, oh, I wonder if they've got any, you know, bacon from from Lifeline over here. Um, you know, then and you start putting a, a meal together in there. It's it's a, it's an enjoyable experience. Um, aside from that, man, I t I mean, I'll admit to just being straight up too lazy to drive too far yeah. um you know i tend i tend to go down to fresh market fresh market here um you know they got things they do well they got mm -hmm. they got things they don't but that's the same to be said for uh, orange street is honestly probably my my most frequent go-to orange street uh, is my favorite grocery store in the world and it's i'm not even really i like that they're like still grocers there like i once saw a lady looking at a melon and a the produce dude came out. Come and was like, let me open that up for you so you can try it. Yeah. I was like, 
Whoa. Yeah, they've got a guy that'll come out there and knock on that melon and sniff it and like talk to you about produce. And like, you know, I remember my wife telling me about she went, you know, she went to the meat counter and was like looking around for something and someone came out and was like, what are you looking for? Ground pork. Oh, you know, we just we just sold the last of it, but are you gonna do some other shopping? I'll just grind some pork for you and we'll come and give it to you. And so, you know, she she leaves and does her shopping and he comes up with like that kind of small town grocery feel. And that I kinda getting back to you know what you're talking about, like neighborhood joints. It's something I'd love to see pop up. And I know that like the margins on that kind of thing are even tougher than restaurants. Like it's a nightmare to run, but like having the place that has like that little counter, you know, I mean I grew up with that right down the street. Um you know, granted, there wasn't a bigger place that you could drive to five minutes away, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think there's a, there's a chance at that. And, you know, that's, that's what I love about Orange Street. It's oh, yeah. the same theory as the, the restaurant that has a menu that's way too big. Yeah. A grocery store that's huge, you're going to be able to pick and choose, and hopefully you choose correctly. But Orange Street, small, mm-hmm. there's only enough room to really put in something that's good hopefully yeah um but or something that's weirdly bad but but like at least it's weird yeah yeah, yeah. orange street is also the perfect size to actually grocery shop meaning like when i go to orange street i walk down basically every aisle yeah and shop because you're gonna save time rather than like reading the and go and then you actually then you actually get stuff like how many times have i gone grocery shopping and like rushed and then i came home and was like oh well, we can make burritos <laughs> again and pasta. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> oh, got two dinners. Pasta burritos, it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we can we can have, we can have burritos or pasta, but shit, we're out of pasta. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, specialty food stores in Missoula, I think it's that's like a that's a hard business because I think people are not used to you know in some markets people will like go to the cheese place, right? And go to the wine place and go to the butcher, and I don't think Missoula has really figured that out yet. Uh. In terms of specialty stores, though, what would you love to see here that there's not? Oh, I would definitely love to see like, I would love to see um, the folks over at Cloven Hoof have yeah. have a have a storefront. Um, you know, that's you know you can you can get a lot of good local meat in this town. Like we know where to where to get it. Um, you know, you can you can go to the co-op. You can go to Good Food Store. Um, you know, you can go to Orange Street. They've yeah. got they've got stuff from down the Bitterroot. But uh, to have that kind of whole animal butchery going on there because you know even the best butchers operating like in commercial spaces in this town they're largely getting in stuff cuts like, and then totally they're making chops yeah you know they're, they're largely making chops and stuff like that and then and that's there's nothing wrong with that we got people doing that and totally. that's not you know a lot of people do not have that but it would be cool to see somebody you know and cloven hoof getting all their stuff down from tucker farms uh and just you got a pig that. So you got this many of this and this yeah. many of that, you know, and I got to work with him at the butchering demo here a little while ago and got to pretty much just sit there and crack wise while he did all the work yeah. uh, and, and butcher in front of a bunch of people. And man, it was just a treat to watch. God, his, the, the meat is so beautiful from that place. And it's so cool to, to go there and basically just be like, give me like $25 worth of something. Yeah. And like, I feel like grilling. I feel like braising. Yeah. So and, you know, like I got, got? I got a lamb steak this fall, which you know, for whatever reason, I'd never had a lamb. You know, you always hear about lamb chops mm-hmm. or a lamb roast, mm-hmm. and it was just a fucking like ribeye of lamb. And I was like, why is this not a thing? This is so fucking good. Yeah. Holy shit, those guys are awesome. Here's the thing that I want to see, and we talked about this. I would love to be able to buy uh, fresh pasta yeah in missoula so 
Let me t- let me tell you a little story, a little, little bit of my deep deep Missoula uh, business history. Uh, back when I was working at Pearl, my wife and I started a little. You might even remember this. I don't know. Uh, started a little market stand down at the Clark Fork Market. It was Weeping Grandmother Pasta and Cannoli, and Pearl let me use her kitchen um, to make the pasta and then we we mostly did like ravioli and stuff that froze well yeah um, but we did some fresh pasta and then and then the cannoli and just slung that and it was I mean it was just we were both working full time it was way more work than we really imagined getting into it but there was always like that was my kind of like dream there was starting a little like a little storefront where you can go in there and buy pasta fresh pasta by the pound um, the sauces are all in little things ready to go. Oh. <clears throat> and then there's like a little cafe out there where you can get, there's just like three pasta dishes a night, you know, a couple of desserts, um, and you know, maybe a, a, a flatbread or a lasagna or something like that. You know, just like yeah. that little, that little place, not trying to give someone a good idea to become competition, but, uh, <laughs> but please, that was, yeah, please somebody do, do it. That. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll probably come once a week. Do it in Hamilton or something, you know, yeah. where <laughs> it'd, be, it's, it'd be nice to drive down there every now and then. No, that's, that was always kind of, I'm with you on that. Oh it's, man, that is the thing. Like when I, when I decide to make fresh pasta and you know, I'm like, I've gotten pretty good at it, but each time it's still a little bit of an adventure and definitely is a fucking mess in the kitchen, but holy shit, man, it's so worth it. It's worth the effort. Yep. It's so fun. I do it at home all the time, and it's like, and once you once you kind of get it dialed too, it's, I mean, it's really easy and it's pretty fast. It does take up a lot of space, and you know, gets flour everywhere. But. Yeah, and if you don't have like the wherewithal to like set it up properly, like here's where this mess is gonna go. Yeah, yeah. What I see, like how my house always ends up is with all of the, uh, all of the the cabinet doors open. Oh yeah. With the the pasta just hanging over all the doors. Yeah. In there, you know it's. So it's not the smartest way to do it. I can't tell you the last time I dusted the top of those cabinet doors. It's probably... Well, it's like seasoning or something. Yeah, oh. yeah. It tastes like all the food that's come before it. Yeah, I was going to say, you just did dust it. Yeah. Dust it. <laughs> Clean. Uh, I like... Uh, there was the... Uh, what's that four-part series on Netflix? Cooked? Yeah. Is that what it is? I, I enjoyed it just because of there was a uh, comment that the guy said, uh, you can eat whatever you want. As long as you make it from scratch. Like, there was a... As far as dieting and yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff goes, yep. you can make whatever you want as long as you make it from scratch. And, and, like, that instantly made my brain roll of, like, oh, yeah. Fuck, I don't even want to make lemonade. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, there's a whole bunch of food that not only would taste better if we just made it. Yeah. And I would like to see... I don't want... I don't need a, a culinary arts school in Missoula. Although there is probably, one. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't need that. I need, I need the good food store style education on a on a uh, on a lesser scale. Like I would love. I know how to make a hamburger, but I don't think most people do. Right. Can some can somebody teach a class on how to? Hey, this is how you make a hamburger at home, without a grill. Yeah. And you I'm never make a hamburger on a grill. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I think that's a terrible really? way to make a burger. Well, I mean, that's personally. Well, I think I think they're just different creatures. But I. Yeah. Well, but okay. a burger on maybe a f- I just suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> but a burger on a flat is amazing. Yeah. And a burger on a grill has its has has a side of it. But typically, when you eat out and you have a burger, it's not on a grill. Right. Like that's a special thing you do at home. Well, almost. especially in Missoula, where grills can be a little bit trickier. Like you know, to to get good grills here mm-hmm. is is actually kind of weirdly tough. Like, yeah. You know, because yeah. of the air quality. 
rules and everything. True. You know. Yeah, I, I would love to see that. Where is the? Because there's tons of foods that you can make at home for a fraction, mm-hmm. and and probably end up with a better product. Yep. And uh, and I, that, that bringing that back, I know that's being preached on the celebrity TV thing right now, sure. pretty hard, which is good. Uh, but uh, to bring that back, to bring home cooking back at a smaller scale like you don't have to oh we're gonna make pasta tonight well how about you just make your own taco yeah like how about you like go make something easy you can make something easy and probably make something amazing well it's one thing that create tv the pbs station is awesome for is it still is like mostly yeah no they're still they're still teaching you how to cook something you cook. they're not like breaking out the immersion circulator and you know the foam (laughs) gun and whatever (laughs) all else and you're like well this is this is how you turn this olive into a gel that then looks and tastes like an olive yeah. it's like no just put the fucking olive on the plate but uh well uh, and actually a really good resource for that um this is a good good thing to plug for uh is the real meals program that uh north missoula community development corporation puts on in the burn street kitchen once a month it's on tuesdays um i could look up when it is but then i think uh, the best thing to do would be just to i'm on it you're on it okay cool um Jeez, they uh, is that your phone? Yeah. What? That's why do you never... have? Why do you have a dog barking? I don't know. I've never heard that sound before. <sighs> I thought that was outside. Your wife's gonna be so mad when she finds out that's her ringtone. That I have a dog in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> why do you have a dog in your phone? Real meals, upcoming real meal classes, Tuesday, November fifteenth. Sorry, Tuesday, December twentieth. Exploring spices, chana masala. Tuesday, January seventeenth. Getting the family involved, pierogies. Oh, oh, see that. Oh. Yeah. No, Are now you have my me? attention. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, February 21st, uh, shashuka and flatbread. Uh, Tuesday, March 14th, chickpea salad. April 18th, vegetable, uh, I don't know words. Tajine. Tajine, thank you. Uh, Tuesday, May 16th. Wow. One chicken equals two meals plus soup. This is for next year? See, that's, yeah, that's the, like, that's the kind of yeah. class you're looking for, right? Oh, uh, totally. And pretty much people just kind of mob into the kitchen, and uh, they've got, you know, a few different people working for them who, who put on a put on a clinic. That's so great. And, I love the one pot. I, I, I'm all about efficiency. Yeah, and uh, the, the chicken thing, like, that's what my wife, my wife does most of the cooking at home. I'll, like, kind of, like, take a week here and there. But she does most of the cooking, and she's really good and adamant about, like, get the chicken, roast the chicken, yeah, you know, use this part for this, use that part for the other, make so some stock, great. you know, like, and, I mean, there's, even with a, a family of five, like, it's three meals, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, you'd, you, with, with the leftovers and the stock and everything like that. There's more to chicken than just quartering it and cooking it. Yep. Like, there's a there's hundred things you can do that are so much better than getting... A chicken breast. Yeah, chicken is like one of those uh, those things that's easy to kind of malign because it's been such a good friend for so long. Yeah. You know, it's just like uh, chicken's boring. Well, and we also it's like we, well, water's boring, but if you don't have it, you used die. to eating shitty chicken. Yeah, we've yeah. gotten used to like uh, I guess I'll have the chicken fingers, and uh, hopefully there's not too much chicken in it. Yeah, well, because <laughs> no, like oh, this is oh, this breading is delicious. They really do the breading well here because they're that's... really good at putting salt on this chicken. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, especially since, like, the public health war on fat, you know, when chicken breast became chicken, yeah. that really fucked chicken. So, well, and and just chicken, the industry became so Oh, it's so gross. bad. And it's still, it is still pretty tough, like, around here to, you know, to really locate and afford the, processors. like, the, the good 
chickens. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully there's going to be that processor down in Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, which will change that. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. It, it sucks. Is, uh, is the feathers. It sucks. <laughs> the feathers. <laughs> that's the problem. Oh, we have uh, to have this machine. No, oh, I don't know. Oh, this Alfredo's delicious. This <laughs> feather is just ruining it for me. Uh, holiday, holiday cooking is happening. It's oh. upon yep. us. Yep. Do you cook for... For family holiday mm-hmm. shit, yeah. What do you, what do you, what are your go tos? Um, my go tos tend to be well, like my go to this year. I'm trying to track down a suckling pig because I've never cooked a suckling pig. Yeah. Uh, so far, I'm having very little luck, but uh, I'm trying to find like somebody local who has a pig on the teat and is willing to kill it. And I'm mean, I'm planning on solve that problem for you. And, and, <laughs> 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 well, and with uh, like a ski mask on in the middle of the night. No, with like a pig. Oh yeah, but I, you know, I, I talked to the folks down at Tucker, and they were like, "Well, we've never tried it before because really, it kind of ends up costing almost as much as, as a fully grown." Yeah, the, pig. I mean, from and a business perspective, it's it's you horrible. Got, like it would have to yeah. be a factory farm for that to be worth it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, will someone do me a solid? Uh, I've got to have someone out there that'll do me a solid. You, you would uh, let me eat half of it. Yeah, absolutely. Twenty <laughs> <laughs> fifth, uh, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> um. Is is so? I always cook when. For the family, like during Thanksgiving and stuff, this year we didn't do it. But I realized this year, not doing it, that the real reason I like to do it is just to not like have to be intensely engaged with everyone the whole Absolutely. time. Absolutely, yep. And people can come visit you in the kitchen, yep. And then you can politely tell them to leave mm-hmm. when it's not a good time, and it's really perfect. And is that sort of yeah thing? It's always worked out well for me in kind of two regards. That's that's one of them. The other one is it keeps me from getting wicked drunk at a family event. Because I'm busy. Because you're um, busy. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's always kind of an advantage. But yeah, especially like hosting people in my house, I'm pretty good at being social with people in another environment. But when I'm hosting, I feel like there's so much pressure to make sure that everyone else is comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I can be, I can come to one of your parties and be perfectly happy to make everybody else uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> and that would be like part of the fun for me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but when it's at my house, it's like the, the whole hosting and having guests thing. Like, I think that that's a really important thing in our culture that is largely lost. And I think it's largely lost in the restaurant scenes too. Um, you know, that's something that coming up at Pearl, you know, I used to be one of those guys that'd be like, well, what the, what the server does doesn't matter. The food matters, you know, like who, all you do is you're a conveyor belt with legs. But, um, I really kind of came around on that one working there. You know, she used to say to me that great service can make up for bad food, but great food cannot make up for bad service. Yeah. True. And, you know, having that kind of like notion of nobility of, of taking care of somebody when they come in there and that you are there to serve them. And that's not, like that's not a negative thing. That doesn't make you less than them. Yeah. Like that make that's a, a hallowed position in many cultures, and I think we've lost a lot of that. And it's it's one that kind of comes back around when hosting people in your home when it's kind of unavoidable because it's <clears throat> it's on you. Yeah. Uh, that <clears throat> that I do admire and respect, but try to avoid. Oh, so. uh, and man, I gotta say, like every once in a while, I go to a friend's house or something, and the mom will be like, "I'm gonna cook you guys dinner," and you'll be like, "No, no, no, it's okay, no." She's like, no, I'm going to cook you dinner. And she brings out amazing food. You eat it, and you realize, like, oh, that felt so good for you to give a shit about me having a good time and yeah. me just accepting yeah. that it's a good time. It's a win-win. And, like, and it doesn't happen frequently enough that I, like, remember to uh, pass it on. <laughs> uh, but, God damn, if we all did more shit like that, it'd be awesome. Yeah. I, I, we, don't, we don't host in this house. Like, this podcast is, like, 
extreme as, for as me. close as you get yeah. except for i run a studio out of the house and so that's my only hosting is when people come over to work it's literally like oh putting out water putting out coffee and putting out whiskey turns into like it's a hundred percent difference of like oh i'm having a great time because the water was right there and i realized like uh you know when you go into somebody's house and you need a glass of water and you have to ask yep and then it's a thing where you're like well which cabinet that shit freaks me out where yeah. i'm like i'm just going through your kitchen I'm, I'm inconveniencing you <laughs> yeah. i'm like oh i got it so if you hit literally that level of service of having water out and having whiskey out and being like this is yours. Yeah. As you can see. <laughs> the water and the whiskey is you. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, the experience is <laughs> ten times better. And literally, like, when you walk in the door and you say, the bathroom's right there. This is where you're going to sit. There's a kitchen in there. Go. Yeah. Is makes a 100% difference. Yeah. And that's what, like, I waited tables for years, and I hated it, and I was bad at it. <laughs> and uh, the Redbird it's, may have, like, lost. They, they were getting best service every year oh, until I was a server. did work there. <laughs> yes. That's and right. Then, and the first year I worked there was the first year they didn't get best service, which uh, <laughs> is a coincidence, I think. <laughs> has nothing to do with me. <laughs> but uh, that level of service is extreme. Yep. Down to... Just as important is literally somebody walking into your house and you just tell them the four things that you need to know. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, when you need to leave, you can shut the door on the way out. Yeah. It's okay. Because that's, I can't believe how many people ask that question. Shoes on, shoes off. Yeah, shoes on, shoes off. You know, like You don't have to put up a sign either. Just like, uh, we don't do shoes here. Blah, blah, blah. Move on. I mean, there are context clues to that one, right? Like you walk in, someone (laughs) is or isn't wearing shoes. But like, if you're the first guest to arrive and like the host is there and like they're wearing house slippers and like, Yep. All the rules are out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Water's here. Water's here. And it's the same thing as a waiter. And learning that as a waiter was like, oh, yeah. Why, why am I asking if they need this? Just bring it. Yeah. And like, I, I'm taking two trips now uh, yeah, to refill their water it's glasses. It's better for me to just bring the thing and say, did you guys want this? And if they say no, I just take it away. Right. I'm already walking away. So why not do that in your home? And like, I've had to learn that because my home is like, I always think of it as a teenage bedroom. Like, <laughs> I just want to shut the door and like, this is my house. You're not allowed in here. But, wait, we can't live like that. Yeah. We can't live like that. That's why shitty restaurants exist. That's why, that's why the whole culture of like going out exists. And maybe that's not, maybe that's not the direction we should be going. Where we all go meet at these places like every night. Agree to disagree, but you of know. Of course, you have a place where people go to meet, but and as they should. Right, but but also I mean like, you know, as 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 you discussed in earlier podcasts, our society certainly seems to be getting more and more divisive. Yeah. Like yeah. getting people together whether they're like-minded or not is important. Oh, and, totally. And you you can go to a place with 20 booths and the booths are high enough that you'd still feel like you're alone, you know? Mm-hmm. But Festivus Dinner is going to be big, long, goddamn table. That's the and way And you're going to have to hand things around, you know? And we've done that before for, like, some beer dinners and stuff where we had people walk in who, uh, well, at, at the end told me, like, uh, I was kind of freaked out at the idea of this. Like, that I was sitting next to somebody I didn't know. Yeah. Was like, but now I, like, feel like we just shared a meal, had a good time. Like, I know them a little bit now. You know, we found out we know common people or have common interests. Like, that... That shit's important. Oh, it is now more than ever. Well, and there's there's uh, there's a restaurant theme in Montana where the tables are eight feet apart. Yeah, and it's great because there's room. Yeah, you have room under the big sky, the wide open spaces. <laughs> yeah. like, real, real estate. Everyone exists. gets everyone gets their yeah. own room. But yeah. you go just 
to the West Coast and amazing restaurants, they pack the tables in because they have to survive as a business. Yep. And th- there might be there might be a bunch of two tops that are actually a twelve top, and you will sit next to somebody, you will eat, and you have to get over it. But then it turns out. Oh, I'm interacting. Yeah. Oh, this is actually kind of fun. Also, being forced to be close to other people, while it may make like dudes like us kind of uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah. it's probably not bad for us. Yeah. I mean, no, unless you get a ther- flu or something. It's but immersion it's, therapy is all it is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm eating this amazing food, and so is this person, and we're all enjoying this. Why am I so panicked about this? Oh, because I want because I want a five top to myself yeah. outside. Well, and the other thing about the tables being close together is the way I like to order is I like to look at food. Like uh-huh. when I come to Burn Street for brunch, the first thing I do is like walk around the tables <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, well the pork thing is a big fucking piece of pork. Yeah. Awesome. It's a dessert cart. That. It's See, the I've, same I've as been doing that. I've been eating my way through, um, the Vietnam grills menu oh. for the last couple of months. Dude, Love that place. They're awesome. And, uh, so good. They're so good. And like, Man, you could walk in there with a ten spot and walk out like feeling stuffed with a bag full of leftovers. Oh like, yeah, you can get two thousand calories for ten bucks. There. Absolutely, it's so awesome. yeah, for better or for worse. Not, but yeah. it's, uh, it's not a. I mean, I love gut bomb American Chinese food, but it's, but not, it's like, not gut bomb. It's like, not like it's not eating after. that plate of chicken fingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you feel really orange good. chicken. But like, I decided to like because I, I always go there and I get the pho and I like the pho, but then I'd like see the stuff coming out and I'd be like, I don't even know which goddamn thing on the menu that was i know and i don't want to like walk over to their table so i've just decided to like just line by line work my way down the menu so and then i'll awesome. know everything that's on there totally it's, i love that uh uh missoula we gotta we're gonna start to wrap it up here but i want to talk about one thing first missoula is is like kind of is it maybe people have been saying this forever but it feels like uh it is precipitously getting bigger right like right now all the construction all the shit happening downtown it's like lots of there's more traffic it seems like uh, I imagine that this is going to change the restaurant world somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think about that at all? And like, what would, what would be next? I, I pretty much spend most of my time worrying about something. Yeah. Like if I'm not, if I'm not like thinking about if things are going okay at the restaurant, um, you know, uh, or if I'm late for something or forgetting about something, then I'm like just sitting there thinking about school shootings. Like that's right. pretty much how my brain operates. So yeah, I give like, that's a, that's a nice thing that I get to like mull over while I'm sleeping is like, uh, what's, what's coming up next? How is it going to impact us? Yeah. Like, are we on the right side of history to be there in the present in the future? If that makes any sense. Uh, and you know, I, the way I see it is, uh, we started Burn Street in the middle of a recession. Right. And at the time, not many people were were starting stuff up. There wasn't a lot of building. You know, I I, I know some contractors and builders in this town, they were all pretty much at a standstill right, right then. Um, I mean, there were places half finished that were just tie part up and left to, yeah. left to hang. But uh, now it's definitely turned another corner. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, I, I don't understand economics. I don't understand... Uh, the world. So I'm not, you know, I, I can't say <clears throat> how that's going to continue in one way or another. Um, but I mean, I really, I am positive that it is going to move more in that neighbor, neighborly direction. I, yeah. I went to a, a, a kind of community forum a little while ago, put on by the MDA about uh, Missoula's westward expansion, because there's just only so many directions that Missoula can move. Yeah. Like it's really hard to keep it going up much more. Um, north, not much to do. Yeah. East, a little bit, but not too much. So it's all pretty much 
south and west. And that's what these people were saying. People really do pay attention to yeah. this stuff and know something about economics. Um, and, you know, I, I was asked to kind of speak on a, a panel there along with, uh, you know, the folks from Imagination and, and MCDC and, and uh, a couple of others uh, about how this neighborhood is changing and how that neighborhood, this neighborhood, is going to change. Uh, and I'm optimistic that it's going to give... See, so, so what I want to see... Reserve Street's fine. Yeah. You know, like, we've got a reserve street. This town is big enough to need a reserve street. Mm -hmm. It exists. I don't go there very often. But, you know, it, it, it exists there for a reason. But I really like to see a town where four morons can start a restaurant in one of the worst parts of town in the middle of a goddamn recession. Yeah. Like, and just work and make it happen. Um, and if we can do that with, you know, our, our bankers had our back from day one, uh, but they kept us on a short leash <clears throat> and we had to really find our way around a lot of problems and prove ourselves. <clears throat> I would really like to see a place where, you know, some people can get together, have an idea and make it go. You know, you yeah. look at, um, you know, you look at Tia's and you look at imagination um, and I'm trying to think of some, some other, you know, more recent examples, but you know, I mean, even Vietnam grill downtown, yeah. that, uh, uh, the, the folks who took over at, at, um, Pagoda, which I think is great. Uh, the, you know, independent people who want to just take the giant, stupid suicidal leap into the restaurant business can do it and have a chance at success. Yeah. That's, uh, and and I don't, that doesn't happen on a reserve street like that. That doesn't work for you out there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and even downtown is tough. Uh, it's, it's investing in these neighborhoods and these communities and coming up with something that you feel like reflects the needs of that community. Yeah. Um, well, and the thing that like, I, the, I think the thing that makes me love Missoula most is that there's this energy. There's so many people doing cool stuff that just, they're not making any fucking money. They probably should be doing something else. But they like just can't help but do this thing. Yeah. And Missoula has an awesome uh, community of people like that who want to help each other succeed. And man, like so many, even in our small little business world, like the number of businesses like you guys or Black Coffee that have helped us uh, with our farm, um, and then like we've passed that along to other farmers. And like, there's just. That's I, that's the Missoula I hope never changes as as like more opportunity mm -hmm. comes up, you know, uh, to just fucking like, frankly, do each other solids and and keep it going and you keep know? it going. Yeah. When I when I started out with Burn Street, I got a lot of advice from Pearl, but even before she knew I was up and, and running with that, I went and talked to um, Jim down at Redbird, mm -hmm. and he was like, I just got at him and was like, Hey, I'm trying this thing. Like technically, it's kind of competition, though I don't think he viewed it as that at the time, nor would he now. But uh, you know would you would you give me an hour of your time to sit down and give me some advice? Yeah. And he just had me into the restaurant, sat down there and told me everything he knew. And then like earlier this year, I had somebody that's looking to get started with something, get at me and be like, hey, will you sit down and tell me what you know? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so cool, yeah, man. And then there's, yeah, there shouldn't be... The, the competitive nature of it is the mistake. Yeah. Of like, well, we can, you can almost be the same thing, but... Somebody will go there one night and go to the other place the next night. That's the way it should be, as yeah. opposed to like, well, this is better or worse, or we're competing. No, it's a community effort. Well, yeah. and more good restaurants, you're not competing. You're creating a culture where people go out yes. to eat. You're making yes. a tide of not shit yeah. that rises all ships. Yes. Like that's like a, a tide of not shit. That's that so rises. great. <laughs> and that's 
the sump pump. Yeah. Draining the basement in Missoula. <laughs> Draining the basement of shitty restaurants in Missoula. No, it is that thing where nobody goes to the same restaurant seven nights a week. Nope. And so there's not there's not a competition as much as there just should be. Like it, I love I love uh, Dominic Martin. I'm yeah. going to mention him every podcast yeah. <laughs> for no reason other than I love him because till he finally has his own restaurant. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He just go, he goes to every restaurant and like if you, and he goes to the dino and he goes, well, I don't know if he goes to the dino. He used to, uh, he goes everywhere to the point of, uh, experience. Yeah. That's how you get it. Yep. Don't tell me you know what the best restaurant in Missoula is unless you've been to all the restaurants in Missoula. Yeah. Right. And don't don't tell me that. Like you have to actually experience the town. And to judge don't it. and don't bother with like the best restaurant. Like yeah, what don't the bother fuck with is that. Exactly. Like, yeah. Who's and, the best superhero? Yeah. And right? if you prefer Johnny Carino's Wolverine. Just <laughs> It might be Spider Man, not from my perspective. But uh no, uh, like uh don't and if you like Johnny Carino's, go to Johnny Carino's and but Maybe actually go try something else too, yeah. and don't tell me don't tell me the best. Just tell me what you like. Yeah. Oh, you like it? Do you go there often? Oh, are you sad a business closed? Well, did you go oh, there? That's, that is did another you go thing. There? You know. Yeah. I can't believe that you know five fifteen closed. Like, well, well, how many times did you go there? <laughs> how many and, times yeah. did you go there? Yeah. 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 Oh, we went there once a year for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh well, you're useless. Yeah. You're not part of Stop that. Stop going community. out to eat on Valentine's Day. <laughs> For oh, one, like somebody will, <laughs> somebody's ass will fill that seat. Like yes, just it's fine. leave the poor fucking restaurant alone on Valentine's yeah. Day. Like go there a week after Valentine's Day yeah. when people will pay attention to you. When like the, yeah. you know, like, I mean, learn how to celebrate good food, not holidays. Yeah. Learn how to celebrate like it's Thursday, it's date night or whatever the fuck your reason is. Yeah. Learn how to go out when, in a, when a restaurant's empty. Like, uh, uh, I prefer going to restaurants when I know like, oh, they're, they were, they're so dead at two. Let's go at two. Yeah. This is going to be great. Like, go do that. And don't be part of the crowd that says, well, it's 530. We're going to go out and eat with everybody else. No, they're fine. That's not supporting. Yeah. Go, go and, anytime. And to be fair, I do kind of view it from two sides. And, like, the one is, like, as a consumer, how do I support my local businesses? And how do I do it in a way that really, truly benefits them? Yeah. Uh, and then there's, like, as, as a provider, which I'm just like, hey, y'all want to show up here at 10 o'clock on a Sunday? I'm just going to do my best and appreciate every one of you because, yeah. you know, that's that's the other thing is that, like, you know, you can only expect the consumer to do your job for you so much. Yeah. You've got to advertise for the other things. You've got to promote the other things. You've got to make the other things fun and accessible and put them in, you know, put them in people's line of sight. It also has to be really good. Yes. It just has to be good. really yep. good. How many restaurants did you say, like, well, I know why they closed. Yeah. It wasn't because nobody, it, like, well, nobody went there. Well, why didn't anybody go there? Yeah, I mean, I was, was it I just bad. I won't talk trash on any independently yeah. owned place in this in this town, but you know, and I, I see them, I see some of them come and go, and it's just like, ah, I just you know, I feel for you. I feel yeah. hugely for you. Um, and sometimes I don't know why, and sometimes I do. Uh, so, what is your least favorite? Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you hate to go? Just joking. I don't. I, we don't like. That's that's the other part of the discussion is people are more than willing to say oh, no, somewhere I'll, sucks. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, before they say like, well, I really like the blah blah blah. It's I weird. don't, I don't like any place that forces their employees to sing. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh, that is super annoying. I, oh. cons- I consider that abuse to the customer and the employee. I dive right in. Yeah, <laughs> I dive right in. I'll put. Oh, oh, you're you like, guys oh, are gonna sing? oh, you need a tenor part? I'm gonna fucking sing too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna order the nachos uh, at uh, Cafe Rio. Get falsetto. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, no, I, I I believe in that if it's a if it's an employee decision. Exactly. Like when it's a, when it's people at Burn Street are singing all the time. It's because 
they're morons, not because yes. they're being forced to. Like uh, when I worked at Liquid Planet, uh, my my good friend Rocky and I, we worked mornings Monday through Thursday, and we had a drawing, which a little a little cardboard box. You put your name in, had our little pictures on it and shit. And you, what you won at the end of the month was a chance to take us out to dinner. <laughs> that, and we had, it would fill. It would fill. There'd be there'd be a hundred slips of paper in there, and we'd be like, what the fuck is that about? Like, why are they doing this? Oh, because this is fun. Yeah. This uh, is totally. actually just fun, as opposed to, then, of course, as the business, they asked us, well, can we have those email addresses? I'm like, no. No, this isn't for you. That's not why we did this. We did this because this is us interacting as individuals, yeah. not this is has nothing to do at a corporate level. It's just personal. Yeah, this was like, will they come in and see us? And and when we're not here, they get disappointed. That's what it's about. And a free dinner. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it was literally like, Well wait, once a month we're gonna give and we get to pick the place. Oh, this is the Did you do ever. it? Did you go? Oh out? yeah. Yeah, many times. Really? Yeah, many times. And it was always fun. Were the oh, it was and actually it was always well. I'll tell you one thing we did. We never drew a name. <laughs> you cherry oh, picked the name. Okay, I get it. Oh, so a bunch of really hot ladies took no, you out I, for uh... only once. Only once. The rest of the time it was like, you know, that guy's really cool, and he comes in here alone every morning, and he always talks to us. And he talks to us about movies. He always tries to answer the trivia question. I'll go to dinner. I'll go to the double front with that guy. And all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, somebody on Facebook that it's been. Uh, 10 years since I worked there, uh, I'm still communicating with those people. Yeah. Like, that was actually community-minded of myself. And I didn't even mean it to be at the time. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Like, that's all it was. And so, but, looking back, oh, wait. I might steal that. This is, oh, it, it's... it's <laughs> oh, it would be awesome at Burns I wish everyone did that, where you could literally... We made it so that it was just when we were working, but if it was like literally a situation, we could have like the employee of the month. Yes, where you can vote as a <laughs> as a as a customer on employee of the month. I love that kind of shit. I love I it, and and if it makes employees better, that's not even my thing. Yeah, like who cares about that? I I want it to be. I want to hear interaction from a customer. That's not just oh they come here all the time. Yeah. Well, and without being that, it's the most basic survey. That's even more better than a survey. Yeah. More better. Uh, it's like fun. I like the fun aspect. So that's where uh, stupid, silly things like singing started. Yeah. Like I'm sure Cold Stone number one said, oh, this will be hilarious. And their employees loved it and they did it. But then when it became like, there's like a thousand of these and what we have to sing a song about fucking ice cream every time I'm working at every time sub- somebody tips me. Yeah, this is a subway. Like yeah. I believe yeah. I believe a, in this... paying gratuity, but I don't believe in forcing somebody to. Yeah, do the the workaround is it. I put the money just outside the tip jar, and they won't sing. Oh really? Yeah. Please don't sing. It's yeah. okay. You don't don't do it. Oh, if you tip at Coldstone, they sing. Yeah. I couldn't. I had shit driving me so fucking much. <laughs> well, and and then there's always the one employee that's psyched. Okay, go yeah. ahead, fucking sing. You don't have to. I don't. I don't really care. But not I, that I go there either. Like that's guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Oh, do you bleed? Do you bleed ice cream? Do you bleed ice cream, bro? You better. You love it. Yeah. That also though, like one thing like about Burn Street that I love is that uh, everybody is clearly given room to like be good at their job in different ways. I mean, you know, you, if you got to mop the floor, you got to mop the floor. If you got to make an overseas egg, you got to make an overseas egg. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, like being good at your job can mean so many different things. Like James there. Oh yeah. I normally hate 
James. Small talk. <laughs> I, normally, I normally hate James. If, if somebody ever told me they hated James, I would just oh. stop talking to them well, forever. I'd be like, I, I totally, you can hate me. There's lots of stuff to hate about me. I'm the guy that, like, you know, checking out the grocery store when someone asks, like, how your day is. I'm like, oh, it's good. And they're like, oh, where are you cooking tonight? And I'm like, oh, Please don't do this. I don't want to talk. I don't yeah. want to talk. And your that's, mo- your and mom's that house. Admittedly, your that mom's house. Uh, but, like, James clearly is not doing that because someone was like, hey, man, be nice to the customers. <laughs> he's a fucking nice guy, and he's good at his job in that way, and maybe it help, Maybe it's, like, more interesting. Maybe, it, like, he's more engaged with his job for that reason. Yeah. But everyone at Burn Street and every successful small business, I feel like I interact with regularly, that is the vibe. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's no, like, we don't come around and, you know, say that, like, well, I, I, just, he- I just heard you say no problem when they said thank you. And I'd rather, you know, thank yeah. you is followed by your welcome. Now, to be fair, I actually believe that. And I like, and if I happen to, if someone has the misfortune of having me up at the counter when they're dealing with me, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to tell my employees how to talk to someone unless they're rude to them. Right. Like that's, you're humans interacting with humans. I assume you've all been alive for a little while, you know, yeah. you guys figure it out. Yeah. And if you're not good at act- interacting with humans, the customer service industry, you're not going to survive. Yeah. You're not going to survive. Your employer is going to keep looking at you like, why did you want this job? Yeah. Why did you want this job? I think we have something else for you. Yeah. We're going to put you back here. We're going to, or sorry, we can't give you shifts because you're not very nice. <laughs> like that's, that's easy. That's an easy decision. And it happens quickly. Um, other than in the nineties barista world, the nineties barista world where like, Oh, you're hired because you are a piece of shit. And this is going to be fun. Like this is part of the, this is part of the atmosphere is someone who just nods at you. Yep. And, and, and passes the drink order. You're, you're the, you're the morning bartender. Yes. Oh Jesus Christ. I could write a book about being a barista and being that guy. Like, Oh, you're the most important person in this guy's morning. Why is he being such a dick? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, why am I being such a dick? Oh, we've made this, we've made this process. Yeah. But we, that's, we have a contract. We, we have a contract that says, I don't have to talk to you right now. But make sure to sign up for the drawing. Yeah. Yeah. You can take us out to dinner. I'm way, I'm way more charming at night. Uh, you can take us out to a picture of G&T's at the double front. Um, so uh, anything else that you want to, that you didn't get off your chest? I don't know. think so. Festivus dinner. Festivus dinner. New Year's Eve dinner. We're going to be doing, oh, yeah. we're going to be doing kind of a dressed up happy hour for that night. Um, so, you know, if you've been to our happy hours, uh, where, you know, we, uh, kind of turn the place into a little, the happy hour is fun, a little, a little bar, do a lot of like, uh, you know, bar food, but this, this is going to, you know, we're gonna duck confit nachos and, oh. um, you know, a, nice. a pate board and we just wrote it the other day. I can't really remember all of it, but, um, you know, it's just kind of taking, uh, oh, we're going to have Italian beef poutine, um, you know, taking, <gasps> taking a lot of the standards and, and doing our kind of fun. I hate to say gastro puppy, but uh, you know, uh, twists on them. Um, and it's just going to be kind of like a, a nice casual, you know, it'll be done by nine. So people can then go out and do whatever they want with their yeah. evening, but like come in, get your base, um, and, and have a good time. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, burn street, least pretentious high end, like restaurant for me. Well, you order at the counter and bust your own tables a lot of the time. So yeah. you only yeah. really get to, uh, yeah, but it's amazing. Yeah, but it's amazing. And like, for me, that's like, uh, I love China Buffet, and why I love China Buffet is I get to choose whatever the fuck I want, but also, they don't talk to me. They they throw <laughs> they the... They definitely do not talk to you. They throw the, <laughs> they throw the straw on the table when they deliver your water. 
and they drop a check and don't say a word. And that's uh, personally, I know that's not the rest of the world. I know sure. people like to interact. For me, that's that's a five star thing for me. Like that's that's a Yelp review that is surprisingly sexual. Just totally not. <laughs> Totally not interact with anyone. Yeah, I love that. And so when I go to Burn Street, I get my interaction. I get my hey ho, hey ho, go fuck you. I love you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now leave me alone. Yeah, I'm gonna go sit at this table with my back to the door and eat this amazing food. It's a it's a win win for me. And nobody nobody like occasionally asks me how was it, and and that's enough. That's enough. Even that might be too much for me too. Yeah, at Burn Street. How was it? Yeah, somebody yeah. walks by who's who's cleaning up. Uh, how was it? It's fine. <laughs> but, and, and nobody makes the joke. I've never heard the joke. I hate, fucking hate it. Oh, looks like you didn't like it to an empty plate. Oh, yeah. Nobody's ever said that to me there, which is, that's the way to do it. Uh, Box that up for you? Oh, uh, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you. Please, because plates are expensive. First, Can you put that yeah, in a box? I'll all, take it home with first me. First of all, I'm overweight. I have an eating disorder. <laughs> Fucking stop talking to me about food. I yeah. know I'm at a restaurant, but stop talking to me about the food. I overheard a lady at Burn Street the other day. The, a dude like sat down and he had some pastries. And she goes, I guess you're sharing. And I was Fuck like, oh, you. I, I hadn't really thought about how Ugh. annoyed I get when people comment on the amount of food you're eating or not eating yeah but fuck just shut up that guy yep. that guy may or may not go have twice as much lunch because of that comment right like it's so it's there's just leave it leave it the fuck alone don't don't comment on how much i'm eating it actually happened i ordered some pizza and a salad the other day and somebody said are is any of this to go i said oh <laughs> no <laughs> give me that half a pizza and that salad and i'm gonna eat it right now in front of you you didn't have to ask I'm me that. At the counter. Well, it's also like just have some respect for the people around you, right? Like yeah. if guy walks into a bar with three friends, they all sit at the bar. The guy orders a soda water. Yeah. You don't ask him if he wants a fucking shot of whiskey. With I hate it. Oh, you're not too. drinking. Yeah. Oh, you're not drinking. Fuck you. Why? Why yes. do you care? Yeah, I'm drinking. I'm drinking soda water. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. God Tell damn. you what. Three hours from now, when you need a ride home, I'm gonna save you the seven bucks on that I Uber. Fucking hate the drinking culture that says, "Come on, come on, have a beer." No, come on, have a beer. Yeah. What are you afraid to drink alone? I don't want a beer. Yeah. You ain't much of a this drinker is then. Your problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. is. It's problem. always your problem. Totally. <laughs> Stop. I would. I would offer to buy you one if you wanted one. I, I think, to be fair and kind, though, a lot of people have, they just have a hard time talking to other people in public, and sometimes, yeah. I'm, I've been guilty of this, too, like, mouth goes before brain thinks about what mouth is saying, and... Well, and dudes have that, where we yeah. all, we all gave we can, each other shit. We can shit. bust balls, We so. all gave each other shit, and at some point, it's okay to not ask me, like, yeah. hey, you've gotten to know me now, right? Okay, yeah, yes, I'm gonna have one drink. Not because I'm weird, not because I had a problem, not because I think I have a problem, because that's going to be the perfect amount. That's my maybe, dosage. Maybe, maybe just because I don't have a problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, or or do you really want to talk about this? Yeah. Like, really? Do you, yeah. Should we talk you wanna, about... You want to see, see my eyes start getting teary? Or do you like, want to like, talk about something else? Yeah. yeah. Come on, you don't want to get hot. Don't you watch no. sports? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Walker, Festivus, should people begin reservations for this? Yep, stuff? absolutely. Because uh, uh, we're going to we're gonna pretty much cap that thing around 50 people. Okay. Currently, the Facebook page has, I think, 180 likes. Okay, so who knows? So, um, you know... Wow. We're, we're looking for people to come down, have a good time, buy a bottle of wine from us, and, uh, you know, pass it around the table, and, um, you know, just, we're looking for a really fun, festive 
atmosphere. Yes. Uh, and so, so get your reservations now. We've, we've just started taking them. We've just started really advertising it. Um, but it's going to go fast. It's going to fill up. It, uh, I, oh, I, I predict this will fill up in a, a week or two. So. And having been to m- many uh, the special event dinners at Burn Street is fucking fun. Yeah, it is really so good. fun. It's such also, a good if time. you don't follow Facebook or uh, Burn Street on Facebook and Instagram, it's a mistake. Yeah, there's it is, some good stuff. It's the most entertaining thing ever. And by being entertained, you're reminded that there's good food that exists. Like, I always catch one of those posts right as I'm about to, like, eat a bowl of ramen. I'm like, oh, I'll just have some ramen, I guess, at home. That's that's largely James now, too, <clears throat> those Facebook posts. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, especially, like, the, the, the awesome. super clever ones um, are, are James. And we've had, like, a kind of a storied history of like Nick Ryan, Nick yeah. Ryan. I mean, yeah. you know, he's, he's just a master yeah. of, of Facebook and he was, yeah. he was great at that. Not, not so good at, at, uh, at running food, but you know, like we all get our strengths <laughs> and weaknesses. Uh, he's great at the Facebook, uh, you know, and, and, and I love that, you know, like I actually only read them probably 10% of the time just because I'm just like, I know what's going on over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But when I do, I, I, I'm still so charmed. And I can say this cause I had no part of the design of how we use social media that like, we're a restaurant where the whole idea is to tell people what we're serving that day. And then unless you click on it, it says nothing about like the header oh, yeah. has Perfect. nothing to do with Perfect. like, yeah, today we're talking about, uh, Green Bay Packers fans yeah. or, you For know, no Miley Cyrus. I or, love it. No, you have to do it. And, and, and most restaurants right now in Missoula are not embracing this thing that's happening. This computer thing, this internet thing, you have to embrace it. Yeah. We're living in a box. And that's okay. And Burn Street every day. Every day. I love it. Because, like, it'll, it, if, if I laugh, then at least I'm reminded that this place exists. Yeah. And that's, like, that's good. That's so important. That's a, that's a nice compliment. That's so important. Awesome. Well, uh, I, think, I think people are probably sick of talking to us about this now. Um, I think it's time to wrap it up. If you want to get a hold of Jamie and I, uh, Jamie and Travis present at gmail.com. You can check us out on Twitter, Jamie and Travis Pod, at Jamie Travis Pod. Uh, all that happens there is uh, right now all that happens there is uh, you can see when the next episode is released please if you enjoyed this for a second write us a review on iTunes if you didn't enjoy it sorry yeah. sorry about that sorry sorry Walker was such a failure yeah. today uh, and then like us go on Facebook go yelp about it all that <laughs> all that shit matters liking us on Facebook and, and liking us on Twitter matters it helps us it, it's it's uh, it's our only community like uh, it's the only way we know if what we're doing is good. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we have some other cool shit coming up. Blah blah blah. Um, Walker, thanks so much for hanging out with us, man. What is this? This was super fun. Um, this is Jamie and Travis present. present. Woo. <laughs> See ya.